Hello and welcome. This is the third episode of the Lights Out Formula One podcast. Hello, everyone. Yes, we are uh, recording from like Forest, Illinois, at like Forest College. It's a uh, it's a snowy, snowy day. Um, yeah, well, wonderful good. weather, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's cold and windy. Um, but we're going to talk about Formula One because that's what we do here. Yeah. Uh, today, our episode is going to be on the problem with the big three teams. Um, but first, uh, I'm Claire. And this is my co-host. Hi, I'm Jakob. Yeah. Today, Patrick is not here. Yeah. But uh, we'll make do without him. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will uh, chug on. All right, so the problem with the big three. The big three teams are Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's based solely on history, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's a problem. I'm a big fan of the big three. Yeah. I'm just to take the opposing view on it. Okay. I don't know if it's a big problem. I'd say... They provide competitiveness. Um, yes, they dominate for a lot. There's sections of time where one team is dominant, but I think for a long time, like if for the for example, if you look at the Turbo Hybrid era, it's not it's not like it was completely uncompetitive, right? Mm-hmm. Mercedes had competition with Ferrari. Yeah, Seb came close to winning the title. Now F- Ferrari made mistakes. Seb made mistakes. 2021 Red Bull was competitive. So each year there's always two to three teams that are, are there's one team that's a clear title challenger and a second team that's competing. So I don't know if it's a problem, but yeah, I mean, I guess you'd like to see more teams out there. Yeah, just as a stat, uh, for the Constructor Championship since 1999, Ferrari's won eight times, Renault twice, both were Fernando Alonso, yeah. Braun kind of counts as Mercedes, Yeah. Um, so that would be Mercedes nine times and Red Bull five times. Um, but since 2010, uh, Red Bull five times, Mercedes eight times. So only two different constructors. I think also, if you look at it, um, as a constructors, as a main constructors, you have Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and Renault. Renault are a works team. They're mm-hmm. they're a fairly big company. Alpine, obviously, but. The fact that they've taken this long to get to where they are yeah. is not... I don't think it's a sign that Formula One has a problem. It's a sign, I think it's a sign that some of these teams don't aren't really fully invested just yet. Because as a, as, a, as a works team in, in from Renault, they've not been competitive. But they are backed by a very big company, probably arguably just as big as... Well, maybe not just as big as, but a big company in the form of... Uh, Renault and their CEO Luca De Meo. Yeah. So the fact that they're not competitive at the same time as Mercedes and Ferrari is a kind of in uh, kind of I don't know what the word is, but kind of an indictment on on them, them and as not opposed to Formula, Formula One. One in okay. General. I, I can I can buy into that I guess. Um, so, but do you think it's like it's possible for a team outside of the big three to be competing? Yeah, I think you can look at... Definitely not this year, though. This year was I'd clear say, big three. Yeah, twenty twenty last season, 2022, was not, um, obviously. It was actually big, too, honestly, if you look at it, because Red Bull and Ferrari dominated the podiums for most of the season. Yeah. And I think outside of Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes, Lando was the only one who Lando was the only one with the podium, yep. So I think... Just one. Yeah, so I think... Um, I think Alpine... I think the uh, the expectation 
and their target should be to be competing for podiums at least this year. Yeah. I can see them making the leap, just as long as Pierre and Esteban don't get in the way of each other. But I don't like that, that rumor. I think that's over-conflated as well. The thing is... I don't think they're that big of, a ri- of rivals that they can't get get like, I wouldn't say get per- on in, on a team. Personally, they're not rivals. Yeah. I mean, they don't... I don't as I much don't, as any two drivers are. I don't think they see each other as rivals. I think, but I think um, both of them see each other as the team leader. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Esteban's been there for longer, so okay, yeah, he might be team leader, but I think Pierre will want to assert himself. Esteban will want to say, no, this is my team, you're just my teammate. Sure. So I think potentially it could, that could get in the way of them sort of uh, competing for podiums. Alpine just has to be really strong about it. And Otmar Snaffhauser has plenty of experience because he had uh, Esteban and Checo for a while at Force India and yeah. Racing Point. So I think they just have to be really strong about it, but there's no reason why they shouldn't be competing for at least podi- P3 podiums. Every so often, they should be up there. So do you think this now being the second year of regulations, the cars will come closer together? Um, in terms I would of hope performance so. and I think the top four teams will come closer. I think. You think McLaren's going to fall off? Yeah, because I, I just don't know. Like they didn't seem to have sort of. I guess what we lack is to, in today's conversation. I guess is technical uh, background because Patrick's not here. Yeah. But um, to me, like I think at Singapore they completely changed the. They decided that they were going to change the philosophy the philosophy of the car in general, right? Yeah, they kind of like sidestepped. They didn't make yeah. advancements, but they made a step you know, comparable step to advance in the future. Yeah, so I think if you look at, I think Alpine is best place to uh, become part of the top three or make it a top four Mm -hmm. solely because the car was competitive. They have two talented drivers, even though in my opinion, they're the same driver. Two (laughs) reasonably talented drivers. You've driven them in F1 manager though. Do you really think they're... I think that they're the same. Like if you look at it, they're the same driver essentially. (laughs) I think they're both... In the sense of their skill set, like one does not separate from the other. I think Esteban's a little more aggressive than Pierre. How would you now then say like Pierre had a really bad season this this past season at Alphatari. Yeah. He was just like not mentioned. I just don't even... Can't think of like one good thing that happened to him this year. Does that, yeah, still, I mean, I does that still keep him as a as an on-par driver? I think 2022 for Pierre Gasly was uh, a season to forget, obviously, yep. but a yep. season also where he wanted, he was trying to, I think his main focus was getting a new contract with a different team. Sure. Because I think, um, look, the car was bad, obviously, but um, he had a habit of taking bad cars when in 2021, he mm-hmm. like won. No, yeah, he had a podium, I, I think. And it, was that the year? No, that was 2020. Yeah. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> 2021 but in Monza. Yeah. Yeah, 2021 was Daniel's year. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think, um, I think he's the same driver as Esteban. I think okay. Esteban is just a little more aggressive, and you, we've seen more of Esteban because he's been not o- he's been competitive in a p- competitive car, but he's also been driving with Fernando Alonso. Yeah. So I think Esteban and Pierre. So so if uh, Alpine can just get their DNF situation handled. Yeah, reliability is their issue. Yeah. I think if their reliability is sort of solved, I think you'll see either Esteban or Pierre. We, we could see a, a, a growing top, top level of competition. Yeah, I think. Because like right now, it's the, the big three, and then it was just kind of like Alpine and McLaren yeah. kind of just trying to get scraps, and then a big like third layer of like Alfa Romeo, 
Aston Martin, Haas, Alfatari, and then Williams is just down at the down at the bottom. I think I think Aston Martin could also make a big leap next year. I think I would hope so. They've put a lot of money into it I, and also, haven't been seeing results yet. I think also next year's car is um, a first Dan Fallows car. He was, okay. He was Red Bull's. Aston Martin poached him from Red Bull. True. And I don't think he was allowed to touch uh, the 2022 car, but I think next year he's gonna. It, it'll be his car essentially designed mm. by him. So I think we could see Aston Martin make a big leap. I think um, that is interesting because Fernando Alonso is obviously still really wanting to do well in the sport. He wouldn't be there, so, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fernando Alonso lives he's, a hopeless dream. So. He is not. He does not know when to give up. I think. Yeah, no, he's not winning a third title, so Duh. I don't think he will. At least, it's not my opinion. Okay, so off of that, do you think that it's possible for any driver outside of the big three to challenge for a drivers' championship next year? Next year, in the next, like in the foreseeable future. Not really. I think the and top... Isn't that, isn't that too bad that you have to be a driver in the top three to even think about competing but for... But also, that's... Yeah, I see your point there. Yeah. But for hypothetical sake, let's say you have Alpine get competitive and Alpine are challenging for titles. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this, the, the top three teams stay the same in terms of driver lineups. Who do you, Out of Pierre and Esteban... Do you really think that Pierre and Esteban can compete with Lewis, George, Charles, Carlos, and Checo and Max for a title? I I don't. Just based on talent and skill. I don't. I think that they are both good drivers, but I don't think they're the same caliber. So yeah, then the question let so then the question arises. I mean, I guess. you know how I feel about Lando. I think he could fuse in the right car. Yeah, I think if McLaren would make that leap. And I think if they were competing for titles, and I think Lando Norris could compete for a title, mm-hmm. I don't think he has it in him to beat Lewis or Max or Charles, or even George for that matter. I don't, and he's been beaten by Carlos, so. Sure, but he was younger then. True, yeah. And, and Carlos was the experienced driver in that. I, I can I can agree with that, but I don't think he has it in him. I think, the I think for as long as Max is going to be around. Charles, Charles, okay, let's leave Charles out of this conversation, but for as long as Max and Lewis are going to be around, no one else is really going to be competing for a title, in my opinion. I think Max and Lewis are in a league of their own in terms of uh, talent and skill. You don't think George should be up there then? If we're talking about Lewis, and he beat Lewis this year, I know you've said what you've said about why that happened, and it makes sense, Um, but still, he still got beat this year by his teammate. I think, uh, damn. Um, <laughs> I think George obviously is. He will win titles. He, he has got a hunger in him. He's he's got that. I think. I think he has a, still a lot to learn. I don't think he he. Lewis went up against Max for the first time, like competitively in twenty twenty one. Yes. And you saw you sort of saw through the season the toll that it took on him. Mm-hmm. I think the toll that it took on both of them, like because eventually. Like, it started out as, oh, yeah, you know, sort of friendly, but heated, and then you had Monza, you had the UK, and then it all culminated with Saudi Arabia, where Max just drove, like, very, like, dirty driving, essentially, is what he did. Um, yeah, we don't have Patrick to defend him. Yeah, yeah, no. So I can, <laughs> We're just going to let that... I can that take as many shots as I yeah. want. <laughs> but um, I don't think George... Uh, I think George has not experienced that yet, so I think mm-hmm. that experience True. will c- give Lewis an advantage. Um, yeah, that, 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 but these are just more—they're more tangibles, intangibles than they are tangibles in some ways. So, 
Okay, so so we think that you know the big three. You don't think it's that big of a problem. I think it's I think it's a pretty big problem. Um, Why? Because it 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 doesn't allow for enough drivers to be fighting for the championship. Okay. It's but, not a big enough spread. So you think you, we need more than six? Yeah, I think that would make it a lot more interesting. Like, okay, take Formula E for example. Like, there, like those races. I'll like, take, there's okay, sorry, so sorry. many different people fighting for the championship at, in any season. It goes back and forth, and like you can literally come back and win it. Well, I I don't watch a lot of Formula E, so I yeah, can't yeah. tell you about they stock cars. Um. Or is there like like a you? Because they all look the same to me. You know, I'm actually not sure on that one. Okay. Patrick would know. He's been watching a lot of Formula E stuff right now, but. Uh, but. Yeah. Aren't they all stock? I'm pretty sure they're all stock cars. Because in terms of like. They could maybe, be, but yeah, but. Yeah, I'm not right. I'm not. But I'm there are right. some pretty big names. In there that yeah. I think that they, maybe it's not anymore. Oh. Like it might have been when they first started out. Yeah. Because they're still working on it. Like they used to. Have to like switch cars in the middle of the race because they they couldn't charge the battery long enough. But now they oh, yeah. they've got it. They've yeah. got it down. Okay, now we're not talking about Formula E in this one. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Formula One. All right, so maybe we can talk about the budget cap. Yeah. Do you think that's helping? Do you think it's necessary? Do you think? I don't know if it's help. I don't. Helped I guess, yet? I don't know if it's helped yet because we've had a violation. Mm-hmm. We've had them claim it's not a violation, yeah. And we've had what appears to be a what appears to be punishment, but not really a punishment, mm-hmm. because seven million dollars, I think they got fined. I'm uh, not sure. Yeah. I think around seven million was the fine. Red Bull's parent company will pay it for them mm-hmm. and wind tunnel time. Yeah. But Red Bull are so far ahead of the curve in terms of the rest of the field. And was it really a, a punishment? It wasn't really. Maybe it'll kick in. The second half of next the forthcoming season, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to harm them a lot in the big picture. And then um, you also have to question: What's the point of the budget cap if the majority of lower end teams don't even operate at the budget cap? Yeah, I know. I was, I've been thinking about like, would it work if you keep lowering the budget cap until the teams can reach a, min- a middle? But then you don't want to stunt innovation and. Yeah, but cost F- anybody jobs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, true. But the, also the FIA has a bad habit of stunting innovation because I think in 2020 Mercedes had uh, DAS, and true. The next season, I mean, in that season, Red Bull protested, and then mm-hmm. it was over. DAS was bad, and then you had. Yeah. Um, I think this season, even the 2022 season, you had uh, Aston Martin had uh, done their uh, rear wing a little differently, mm-hmm. and then within like. A couple of weeks, it was a bad medium for next season. So that is true. But I'm not. I'm not saying that's that's not a good thing. So that that would be like the killer of trying to keep lowering the budget cap yeah. until they can meet it. Um, I don't think. I think once it hits, I think right now it's at 130 odd million, 127. Um, I think if it goes to anything less than 100 million, I think the top three teams will sort of say no. That that's not happening. Yeah. And I think how, how force it to stay, to get up higher. Yeah, because between Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, I imagine they hire at least um, ten thousand people. Between all three of them put together, is probably ten to fifteen thousand people. It's a lot of people because they both have their aero factories, factories mm-hmm. and uh, engine departments. Mm-hmm. So that's at least fifteen thousand people. 
So I think if it gets anything less than a hundred million, I think um, at some point the three teams will be like, "No, you've you've got to keep it at a stable number, and then yep. help the other teams operate at that budget cap." Yes, help them operate at that budget cap. That that would be the right thing to do. Try to find funding, more funding yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, do you think Haas claiming to to operate on th- at the budget cap? Do you think that's going to help them? Haas at the bu- I think yes. I think yes in terms of they'll get a good. They might get a competitive car. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the teams to watch out for next year because I think MoneyGram yeah. is their new sponsor, right? Yes. And so I think they're one of the teams to watch out for next year because if they're really operating at the budget cap, then last season they were not operating at the budget cap and they still managed to pull out those performances. Yeah, most of that was just K Mag working his magic. Yeah, and now you have K Mag and Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah, and I think Hulkenberg is a good addition. Yeah, because he's Haas a steady, steady points getter, you know. Yeah, Haas don't need Mick Schumacher. They don't. That, that's not who. That's not their goal. Is to, mm-hmm. not to develop a rookie. Mm-hmm. Is to just get points, get more money, so eventually yes. they get to a point where they're succeeding. So I think. Between K-Mag and Hulkenberg, um, if they can sort of get um, competitive, then I think we're good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so overall, we think budget cap does not work, or does I work? I personally don't think it works. Yeah, I'm not really seeing it as something that works. But, I mean, at least keeping a, the, the big three teams from getting bigger. Yeah. So, But so far it hasn't helped yet, but we'll yeah. see in the time to come. Yeah. I have a question, though. Okay. In recent news, we had um, F- we had Saudi Arabia supposedly make a bid for Formula One mm-hmm. at $20 billion. Yes. You had um, President Mohammed bin Salam say it's overvalued. And you yes. had Formula One send out a team, send out a sort of letter saying, um, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not your. That, well, that's not yes. his. Well, the president of the FIA, right? Yeah. President. Well, because he doesn't want it to be bought. Yeah, but so they're sold F- and bought. Yeah, so Formula One and the teams are like sort of like that's not your responsibility. Yeah. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. It's outside the remit of your um, responsibility. So, uh, do you think he? Yeah. No, I think he should not have said anything about it. I know. Oh, sorry. Okay. What's question? your question? Let me let me phrase my question. Yes. What do you think that he still uh, he should be in power with everything that he's done? Because he's oh, also said okay. no no um, political statements, mm-hmm. and it seems to be targeting just Lewis. Yes. Because no other driver aside from Lewis and really Sandy. does that. Yeah. yeah. So do you think he should keep? I mean, I think a change in leadership <laughs> would be better for the sport. Um, I just think that he's trying to keep the sport maybe the same and not let it grow. Uh, he also has some backwards views of not letting people have free speech, yeah. like Lewis. Like I think that in sports, it's okay to let that happen. I yeah. mean, I know a lot of people just still really don't like that, but I think you shouldn't you shouldn't limit people on mm. what they can say. Yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. No. If you think that way. I mean, I don't think he should be in power to begin with. Yeah. I thought it was a lot. I mean, it was an interesting choice to, mm-hmm. to vote for him. I think, I don't think he lost the entire season. I think this will be his last term in power, I think. But I think the FIA and F1 have butted heads for mm-hmm. a very long time. Personally, I think F1 should probably get their own, like, stewards and race directors and say, you know, you're the governing name in 
you're the governing body in name and name only. Mm-hmm. Let us handle this because yeah. I think the FI sort of just has been on a tear of just royal mess ups. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, but that's, that's my that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it might be not handling the pressure of F1 getting bigger. Yeah. I think that the FIA just is not suitable for what the sport needs in the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think because, like, the FIA manages most of motorsport in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure F1 accounts for 80% of their revenue. It, it must now. It definitely does. Yeah. It's like I think I think it's a I think personally I think it's about time that the FIA started uh, spending eighty percent of their money on F one to make sure that the sport is taken care of at least. That would make sense. I don't want to see other sports though get like thrown to the wayside just because they don't get viewership. But I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying spend the money that you make off F one mm-hmm. on F one. Sure. Make sure that you can hire proper stewards, race directors. Mm-hmm. Rule makers. I feel like a lot of the stewards are volunteers, if I'm not mistaken. I think the, the guys, the people that work around the track are, mm-hmm. are oh, volunteers. Oh, so you want, like, the, the people making the decisions The people on who the are course. actually, like, who do penalties during a race, mm-hmm. race, race stewards. Yes, okay. Um, I think they should be, like, keep three or four of them, pay them well, mm-hmm. get them, get them at, make them be at every race, because... It's just like you have different stewards at different races. When it's a revolving door of like people yeah, who are the rules interpreting the rules yeah. differently, it doesn't work well. And I think that's also that that sort of ties into the problem of the three teams mm-hmm. because you have some stewards that will uh, look at uh, a driver like Max and say, "Okay, he needs maximum penalties because he's aggressive," or mm-hmm. you will say, "You will say, look at a driver like Lewis. Okay, we're not going to give him as hard a penalty because he doesn't make mistakes that often." Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have the three teams saying, "Oh, well, Christian, you have Christian Horner saying, well, Lewis doesn't get any penalties because, like, uh, you know, the Mercedes guys are always whining, complaining about it." And you have Mercedes saying, "Oh, Max deserved the penalty because he's aggressive." I think if you have a standard set of stewards who are sort of yep. employed and do the entire season as opposed to revolving, mm-hmm. or do three for the first half and three for the second half, sure. You have defined rules over the first half. Defined rules. Like, this is where we're going to... Yeah. The, the p- penalties are consistent throughout the first half of the season. Penalties stay consistent throughout the second half of the season. On the same note, do you think, then, that the rules need to be made clear? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The ru- F1 rules have historically been unclear. We wing it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we yeah. we take it. It's taken advantage of. The loopholes are exposed. Yeah. Uh, Not to throw anyone under the bus, but... Michael Schumacher. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So it's, I mean, because you have like Austria last year. I think Michael Massey didn't want to penalize a specific car. The first, the first or second turn, if you mm-hmm. cross the white line, then nah, it's fine. But if turn three and four, then yes. Then that, you that made sense though, right? Yeah, that's because you're getting an advantage. But mm-hmm. these direct, the new race directors were like. Too strict on it. Yeah, yeah and it was every, every five minutes. Uh, FI decision, five second penalty, <laughs> five second penalty. Yeah, I think the drivers complained about it afterwards. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they did. Um, yeah. So, any more comments on the big three and the problem with it? Uh, the thing is, I don't see a problem with it. Okay. I, yeah. In conclusion, I don't. I think, but I've also grown up on the fact that you see one team dominate, you see sure. one driver dominate a season. 
you see a second team be competitive and a third team get podiums here and there. And I, that's mm-hmm. what I grew up on. As I've watched Lewis win uh, seven world titles in that fr- in that frame of mind. Well, we'll say all seven weren't dominant. Mm-hmm. He had to compete with Nico Rosberg for two to three of them. Seb was competitive for a couple of them. And then that all culminated in 2020 where he just mm-hmm. destroyed everybody else that season. But I think... Um, well, like, thinking of back to Lewis, uh, when he won with McLaren, they didn't win the Constructors. Yeah. Which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, but I think... Except for that, was that Wasn't that the season that... Um, that was Spygate season, right? Where uh, they were fined and they were not allowed to compete for Constructors. That might have been the That might have been the situation. Yeah, that might have been the situation. Because I think there was they, all the Constructors' points were stripped in one season, so I think that might okay. have been the season. But they were allowed to keep their drivers' points. Okay. And find like a hundred million. I could not. I could, it was. Not, it was the biggest fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely sure, uh-huh. but I I think that might have been that season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it's uncommon to see. Obviously, in recent years, it's uncommon to see um, drivers' title won by. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 2021 that happened. Yeah. But, but that's also <laughs> potentially actually I potentially Red Bull could have won both. Yeah. It's just that they decided that we're gonna throw the bus at winning the drivers' title. Mm-hmm. And you had, I think, you had Red Bull, DNF, Perez in Abu Dhabi, and all of that uh, wonderful stuff. <laughs> you said, like, they planned that? Uh, no, no, no. They uh, ordered it? They uh, no, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so, but you know, okay. never know. Um, but like, they had him, DNF. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just, it was a theory that Ted, Ted Kravitz put out there, I think, after the season, after the race, I think. I remember re- re- watching his uh, Ted's notebook and seeing, oh, yeah, well, he DNF'd mysteriously after mm. just defending Lewis, just defend random DNF. I was yeah. like, yeah, I agree with you, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, the people at Sky Sports, they are not Red Bull fans. They're definitely Mercedes fans, most of them. I don't know if they're Mercedes fans. I think he, F1 has had this uh, reputation of British bias because mm-hmm. it's covered by a British-based company, and you have all of Yeah, I mean, it's based pretty much in the UK. Yeah, so I think that F1 journalists are accused of British bias. I don't think they're accused of... I don't think it's... Okay, yes, you can see the British bias occasionally. I... Uh I, My best friend, when he watches this, will call me immediately and say, what are you talking about? (laughs) But, um... Uh... Yes, British bias exists, Mm -hmm. but, uh... I think on the night of Abu Dhabi, I think... Whatever was said was fully deservedly said. Okay, it was confusing. It was, uh, un- it was very up in the air of like what should have happened. So I can see why that night we can just kind of throw out as we're not in the conversation of. We're also Christian who has a bad habit of saying, "Oh yeah, we're the underdogs. We're an energy sports team. What the hell are we supposed to be doing here?" And yeah, unfortunately, I, it doesn't Christian, work anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're backed by like a, a billion dollar empire. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. They are solidly in the big three now. So They're the leader of the big three. They now. are the leader of the big three now. That is they, for sure. They're the team to beat. They Max Verstappen is a driver to beat. Yeah. Um definitely. He's it's no longer he's no longer the young kid who is trying to beat Lewis Hamilton. Beat he, Lewis Hamilton. It's He's the one to be beaten now. He's if if Lewis Hamilton's the king, he's the young prince. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, any any final thoughts? You uh, think big three is fine. It's fine to have a big three, but... Okay, how about a quote from Lewis Hamilton before yeah. you have your final thoughts? Go for it. 
he recently said, uh, so I hope that it's more than a two-way battle next year, which I don't know. He was kind of saying... He doesn't. <laughs> I think... He wants Mercedes Red Bull to be the two-way fight. Um, but he said, okay, Go he did it. say this. Yeah. I hope there's at least three of us. If not, surprisingly, maybe more. Like, why can't McLaren be there? We'll see. Or even Alpine has been doing amazing. So we'll see. Thoughts on he, your favorite driver? <laughs> I think um, there's there's two ways you can look at that, right? So you can look at it from a sort of holistic perspective and say, oh, yeah, you know, he wants his old team back. Mm-hmm. He wants McLaren. He wants Alpine mm-hmm. to be in that title fight. More teams. It'll be more entertaining for the fans. Or yep. you can look at it from a, a very, very biased F1 fan perspective and say he wants those two teams to be in there so that when he's competing for a title, they're taking points away from other people's. Okay. Run. So I think... Yeah. I don't. I know. I personally, I don't think any driver um, wants more than a second team in there competing with a, for a title because it just becomes more cars in the way, more risk of accidents, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, let's just say it's Red Bull, Mercedes, and uh, Alpine competing for a title in some like where Ferrari have completely just dropped off the map. Mm-hmm. Red Bull, Mercedes, Alpine. Lewis Hamilton has to deal with Max Verstappen, Esteban Ocon, mm-hmm. and. George Russell. <laughs> I'm just I'm I love Checo Perez out because I don't see Checo Perez ever winning a title. He's their number two driver. Red yeah. Bull. Personally, I don't think Red Bull will let him win a title. Yeah, I agree. So I think um, listen. I think more teams will be fun mm-hmm. to watch. I just don't see the big three as a problem because you have six drivers already competing for. Well, you have six drivers competing for the constructors and usually two or three drivers competing for a driver's mm-hmm. driver's championship. Yeah. Um, so personally, I don't see it as a problem. I think you have, I mean, yes. So uh, what, are, what are the rest of the, the, the drivers and cars doing? <laughs> uh, I think... Money to, tr- yeah, to try to get I up think, there. Let me rephrase that. I don't see it as a problem, mm-hmm. but I don't see the big thing as a problem, but I also... I would not. I, I would. It's not like I'm gonna throw a fit if Alpine or McLaren get in the title. Yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense. I don't like. I'm. I'm saying. I'm not saying the big three is like a club and like <laughs> no one else should be there. I'm saying it's not a problem as far as I'm concerned, and I'm fine with the fact if Alpine and McLaren come up there and start mm-hmm. fighting for titles. I just don't see it happening in the next two or three years. Yeah. Okay. I think McLaren's target is 2026. Yeah, now, what if in 2026 we add a new team, like Andretti? I don't have an issue with that. I think yeah. Andretti bringing Cadillac in... Does that, like, spice things up? Does that, like... Or does it just create a bigger midfield? Mm, I think it creates a bigger midfield. Yeah. That's the problem, because you had Haas... You had a string of teams, Andrew. You had Haas... You had, uh, what else did you have? BAR, mm-hmm. um, I think BAR, um, and they just went nowhere with it. Like, you had, I think you had Jaguar at some point, and you had, they just went nowhere with it. So I well, think I mean, but they, like, they bought existing teams? No, you had or did they just enter, enter as new teams. Okay. Um, I think the problem, I think the reason why F, F, uh, F1, backed by Liberty, and the teams mm-hmm. have an issue with Andretti Cadillac entering is because the FIA could potentially waive that $200 million fee, which means less money for um, the now, teams. Now, why would they do that? 
Because I think, so the, the FI has discretionary power where they say if this team um, brings enough value uh, to the sport, then we'll just waive the 200 million fee mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you can enter the sport. Okay. But the, because the 200 million fee isn't doesn't go to the FI, I don't think it goes to the FI. I think it goes to the teams to make up for the fact that one more team, that means less prize money at the end of the year. Okay. That makes sense. So... Yeah, so I think that's the sole reason why. And also, like, Cadillac isn't doing engines for them just yet. I think Andretti is going to take Renault engines. Oh? So Have I you heard something about that? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty public. Like, okay. I think uh, therace.com and a couple of the websites mm-hmm. had um, uh, an article saying that they're going to take Renault engines. So um, I think, um, I don't know, I think the problem with the team, the problem with the 11th team entering is that you have to show value. If you're just going to come in and enter the midfield and fight in the midfield, that's just one more car mm-hmm. in the way that will piss people off at some point or another. So, yeah, you, I think Andretti has shown seriousness about competing at the highest level for a title. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff in Indy and Formula E. Yeah, I think he took the wrong approach by trying to get the FIA to let him in because mm. there's two approaches: the FIA and then going through F1 and the teams. Yeah. And the FIA and F1 aren't best of friends right now. Yeah, so that could go south if their relationship goes south. I think they'll get in. I think he will get in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a question of what it's going to take. I think he will get in. And, and who he's going to piss off. Yeah, because I, F- I think the teams and FIA want um, more uh, brands. Mm-hmm. They want. I think Porsche will probably buy Williams. Mm. I mm-hmm. think that's what's going to end up happening at some point. Interesting. It was some. It was something that was floating around in the abyss for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think the Porsche will end up buying Williams. I think because I think the American holders aren't very happy with the progress that's being made. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. So I mean, who who would be? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think they want to attract more brands. They want people like. Well, this is just a hypothetical, but they want brands like Lamborghini, they want mm-hmm. Audi, they want Porsche, they want like all these very classic brands to be entering. Andretti is neither is not a um, car brand. No, but when you think of racing, I think a lot of people think of Andretti. Yeah, I, I definitely I in America. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I just don't know if uh, I don't know if the FI F one and not the FI FI is impressed with them. I don't know if F one mm-hmm. and the teams are impressed with it. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they want another American team. Yeah, because the current American team does terribly in F one. <laughs> yeah, sadly, yeah, yes, yes. That's what they say. Drive German. <laughs> yeah, they got Gunter Steiner trying to sneak his way in there. I think they'll do. I think they'll do fine next year. I think. I yeah, no, I I do think that abandoning the young driver like setup is is probably yeah. was the best thing they could have done. Yeah, they don't need. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. they wanted make sure they don't need him. They need a competitive driver. Yeah, uh, someone um, tried and true. That's not gonna rack up. Uh, yeah, damage. I think, yeah, I think Mick is gonna learn a lot at Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I think Mercedes was a good move for him to make. Yeah. Did you hear that they wanted Danny Rick? Um, Who, Mercedes? Mercedes initially. I would not be surprised. Yeah. No. But Red Bull literally just got a cash cow with Danny Rick. Yeah. I am not a Red Bull fan, obviously. I will buy his merch at Red Bull. Yeah. 
I will I, I will support him there. Like I if he starts driving there again, I will support him. That's I think that's the, the drive to survive effect. He definitely is like yeah, the main face of drive to survive. He's, gonna, he's he, gotten a lot of fans. Red Bull are gonna make a lot of money mm-hmm. off of uh, Daniel Ricardo. Um I'm not surp- I, I know Mercedes wanted Daniel Ricardo solely because he brings a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Ju- he hasn't just forgotten how to drive. No, he's gone burnout. He's just burnt out. Like mm-hmm. he, he's just had a difficult few years, and it's just mm-hmm. been, it's just been, just fall after fall after fall, and he hasn't had a job yes. opportunity to take a break. He's, I would not he's, be. He's made great like money decisions, but not car and progress. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if yeah. he gets back in that Red Bull car. Because the moment Helmut Mark, I want to see him do Max well. Verstappen is yeah. Max Verstappen does, doesn't want Perez as his teammate. Mm-hmm. I think that's been made very clear. I think yeah. there's a lot of sources, a lot of rumors that he doesn't want Perez as his teammate. Yeah, and um, he loves Daniel Ricciardo because he knows he can beat Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, <laughs> and he does. Yeah, he doesn't think that Danny's gonna get like, a championship. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's like. Perez got beat by Verstappen and took mm-hmm. it very poorly. Fair enough. He he has every right to take it very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Ricciardo got beat by Verstappen for two seasons, I think, or a season, but took it like took it well. Like was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get beat, but I'm still gonna be your friend. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna say things about mm-hmm. you in the media. Yeah. Yes, I think a couple of times things were said about like I think when. Baku 2018 happened, and I think a couple of yeah. Well, you know, Max at that time was young. Yeah, and it, it can feel weird to be when racing at someone that young as your teammate. Yeah, and I think it's a good move for Red Bull, mm-hmm. but I think um, I'm sort of glad that Mercedes didn't go after um, Daniel. I'm glad they got um, Mick because mm-hmm. I think what they need to be doing or Mercedes need to be doing as a team is start preparing the ground for Lewis's depart Lewis's retirement mm-hmm. because they don't have a, a current driver in any young development programs or in Williams right now yeah Nick DeVries is an AlphaTauri driver I wouldn't be surri- surprised if he like makes his way back to Mercedes he would I think Nick becomes a backup mm-hmm. if they can't go and get Charles Leclerc <laughs> whoa just throwing that out there wow because Charles Leclerc, if you, Mer- you think Charles Leclerc at Mercedes, I think potentially if he is cannot compete for a title in the next year or two, I uh-huh. think the moment Lewis Hamilton leaves, Total he'll Wolf, want to go there, and Total will want. Total Wolf will be on that phone saying, <laughs> "Come here, we can give you a title." <laughs> wow! Because and why shouldn't he do it, right? No, of course not. The like, history shows that Charlotte, that Mercedes, no fans how might not like it. Like I the Tifosi would not like it. Oh, who cares what the Defosi uh, The British fans would love it. Okay. <laughs> I would love it. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I know you're a huge Charles Leclerc fan. I think he's the second best thing after uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. I No, actually the third best. I like George Russell a lot. Okay. And George and him would make a very formidable pairing. Yeah, they're like the Pierre and Espan, but like... Up, a lot better. A lot oh. better. And I think Charles Leclerc is a little bit more talented than George Russell, so... Okay. We're just going to let that slide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of a uh, lot of like interesting takes. I mm-hmm. want to see Lewis Hamilton in a Ferrari. <laughs> I just want to see. Him. Wouldn't that be like a Seb move where it, like doesn't work out and it just kind of ruins I his mean, career? I think it could. I think I would just want to see it because like who wouldn't want to see Lewis Hamilton in a that's, Ferrari? It's that's every true. driver's dream to drive for Ferrari. Yeah. Well, that's just that's not gonna happen. It, uh, if it was gonna happen, it would have happened a few years ago. Yeah, now yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, no. Lewis is just going to uh, ride off into the sunset as a 
as an ambassador to the team. And yeah, he's going to cash make that big money. checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So to wrap it up, um, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari next year for sure. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I think hopefully Ferrari can get their reliability right. Mercedes can get the car right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, Red Bull just stinked to Almighty God. <laughs> I just there's no way that they're gonna go down. Um, Please, F1. Cons. No, I, I, they're only gonna get better with the regs because they yeah. get it right. <laughs> oh, one can hope, but one uh, can hope. Hopefully, it just gets more and more competitive, mm-hmm. and um, we can uh, get to a point where. Um, it's just three teams competing for a championship, and uh, to be biased, Lewis Hamilton gets an eighth title. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Watch watch our other episodes. Uh, this is the Lights Out F1 podcast. Uh, it was me, Claire, and Jakob. We were uh, – now we're just – we're done. Yeah. Yep. Bye. <laughs>